and welcome to episode 57 of the Sober Dad Podcast. I hope everyone had a good weekend, and I know that we have spent our weekend so far shopping for Christmas things for everyone, and somehow we're still not even close to done, so that'll continue. And like I said in the previous episode, I'm sure that we'll miss somebody, forget somebody. But uh, yeah, that's what happens. Last minute trips to the store. But with that, my topic today is anger and what to do with your anger and how to, I guess, deal with your anger. Before we get started on that, as usual, you can contact me at SoberDadPodcast at gmail.com and on x at SoberDadPod. I'm starting to get a little more active on X, or at least I scroll through, read people's posts, occasionally comment, and throw likes out there, but I plan on actually having some form of presence on X, but let's get started. So, like I said, today I wanted to talk about anger and what to do with that, so before that, I will start with like my history of anger, and let's rewind back to before I started heavily drinking. And I was always a pretty easygoing person, never really got into fights or arguments with people, kind of just kept to myself. And if anything, drinking just made me more lovable and loving and outgoing. But as I got into my addiction and my insecurities grew, it became more of an issue. My anger became more of an issue to where if I felt any sense of criticism from anyone, I had to immediately defend myself and I felt the need to defend myself. And then even later on, it got to the point where by defending myself, I was attacking the person verbally. Nothing ever got physical. It's not really my thing. And it just got to the point to where the slightest criticism would set me off. And I never used to be like that. That was never a problem that I had. And now in retrospect, I know that that was something born of insecurity and guilt and shame because I was hiding and I had this secret that no one could ever know. So the only mechanism I had to keep my secret was to gaslight and turn it around on the accusers, even though they were all 100% right and I was in the wrong. I could not admit fault because then that would be to admit the lie. And I couldn't let that happen at the time. I was so terrified of what would happen if people found out the truth. And that bottling up all that just made the anger worse to where I would lash out more frequently and easier at the slightest criticism. And I'm not even talking about if they criticized me drinking or my demeanor. I mean, it was as simple as if I made dinner one night and my wife had any kind of critique or criticism about it, however innocent or small it might be, that would be enough to get me in a bad mood. And I would it would sour the whole night and then I would just stew on that and be angry about that and have to come up with excuses and I would keep that criticism in my back pocket so the next time we got in kind of a fight I'd be like yeah well you didn't like the dinner I made for you and I worked really hard on that and petty things like that and that was very common near the end of my drinking and once I got that weight off my chest and told 
told my wife what I'd been going through and all of my dirty little secrets about drinking, the immediate rise to anger definitely lessened, but there was still, like, a mark was left where it was still easier to rise to anger, especially in the early days when we were still having issues. She was having issues reconciling everything I had told her, and I was still in the early phases of sobriety and wasn't really sure what I was doing or how to go about being sober and how to cope with the loss of my one true crutch. And it just, the fact that it immediately lessened how angry I was and how bitter I was, but the anger was still there for quite a while. And I can actually think of the exact moment where I realized that I had control over my anger. We were at a store and she was upset about something and rightfully so, still angry at me for all of the lying and everything. And when she said something that was meant to make me angry, meant to hurt me as I had hurt her, I immediately felt that anger rise up and I was gonna say something, but something, some little voice in my head or something just said, don't. And I kept quiet and I could see the disbelief or like the confusion on her face because she expected, I think, expected me to snap back and say something and I didn't. And when she kind of, I could tell she wanted to know why. And I just said, I just, there's no point in fighting. I don't want to fight. I don't want to be angry. And from that point on, things seemed to have gotten better between us because I didn't feel the need to defend myself anymore. I didn't want to defend myself. And part of it, I believe, was defeat. I didn't think I deserved to be defended. I didn't deserve any kind of defense. And nothing she said, in my opinion, would be something that I didn't deserve or rightly deserved, I guess. So fast forwarding to now, I have come to the conclusion that while I was doing my fourth step work, that writing out the resentments and the things that, you know, things that wronged you and people and things that you have wronged and all that helped me to understand where some of the anger was coming from and the fact that I was so easy to rise to anger made it easier to be constantly outraged and angry at things. So the important part here is that you need to find healthy ways to express your anger and when you are angry you need to deal with it instead of push it down and hold it in because I did do a lot of that too. Not every time I got angry did I blow up but often I would just continue you to bottle it up, bottle it up, and then eventually it would all come out, usually aimed at someone that didn't deserve it, i.e. my wife, my dad, or somebody else. I would devote all the anger that I was mad at for totally different reasons, and I would focus it in on one innocent thing that my wife would say or do, and then that's when all the anger would come out. And I know it all sounds bad, and it was bad, but I'd like to reiterate again that I was a verbal angry person. I am a verbal angry person. I don't do the physical thing. And if I had ever raised my hand to my wife or children in anger, I would be far away from here. My wife is someone who would never tolerate that, and I respect her for that, and I would never do that. But not to say that the verbal abuse that I put her through was definitely deserving of far worse than I received, and I am grateful every day that she decided 
decided to stick it out with me and help me through this recovery process. And it has been worth it, in my opinion. It has been the greatest boon to our marriage. So with that said, getting back to the resentments and things in step four, I realized, and I'm sure someone somewhere has already stated this or put it more eloquently, but anger turned inwards turns into resentments. And that's how I feel. And that's the, I guess, phrase that I've come up with in my own mind is that when something happens that upsets you and you don't either acknowledge it or deal with it in the moment, then that gets stored away to later be turned into a resentment. So it's important to, and I'm having a brain fart right now, but I believe it is step 10. Yeah, step 10, continue to take personal inventory, and when you were wrong, promptly admit it. And I believe that also means, for me, it means to acknowledge your feelings when you're feeling them. So if someone wrongs you, then you should address that with that person as soon as possible, lest you turn it into a resentment later. And in the recovery sphere, everyone knows that avoiding resentments is a good way to stay sober and to not have a, air quotes, justify relapse because you're angry about something so you're going to show them so you're going to go get drunk or high or whatever and that goes to the whole building up the barriers and the more weight you have on you with anger resentments and all that stuff the easier it is to justify doing something stupid like picking up a drink or getting high so when you are dealing with your anger the best thing to avoid getting angry in the first place is to develop some skills to where you can actually actually speak to a person that has wronged you and do it with a level head and calmly and rationally. And that also helps when dealing with small children who constantly find a way to offend or disrespect or anything like that. So when dealing with the children, the thing I've said in the previous episode was the pause. So when one of your kids does something that would normally set you off, would normally set me off, like one of my biggest pet peeves with my children is disrespect and one of our kids in particular really knows how to push buttons and to say things that they know will piss us off because they're mad and I guess in their tiny mind two wrongs make a right so if we say something that they don't like then they turn around and will say something back very snarky or I don't like you or things like that for a while there they were saying I hate you and we explain to them what that means and they haven't used that word in quite a while because once we actually sat them down and explained what hate means then they had a good cry about it and haven't really used that word much since then they still say like I hate broccoli or I hate this and we try to limit the use of that word we tell them that in our house that is a bad word and we don't say that word and it seems to help but like I said when one of your kids does something that displeases you and would normally react some kind of anger or elicit some kind of negative emotion, the best thing to do is to pause and think about what you're going to do, what you're going to say before you just blow up and start yelling at them or say something that you're later going to regret. So in our house, we treat our kids like peers as far as when we're talking to them and communicating with them. We don't use baby talk. We don't use like cutesy 
language, we use plain English and we tell them, hey, this is what you're doing or this is what you did and this is how it made me feel. Or if they're having their own problems, we help them to label their emotions saying, you seem really upset right now or you seem very angry. And that seems to help instead of treating them like a baby and going, oh, it's a little baby feel for you. Like that doesn't do anything. Like I might de-escalate it temporarily, but that won't help help them understand their issues and what's going on with them. So I would say that the best way to deal with things that make you angry or upset you and ways to avoid bottling it up, like I said, would to be to, as soon as possible, address the issue with the person that did the offending or that made you angry, that said the thing, did the thing, whatever, is talk to that person about it. Don't bottle it up or go vent at somebody else. You need to address the issue. And yeah, I know that's not always possible. Like if your boss says something and you can't just be like, well, this is, you know, you should be able to do that. But I guess sometimes not everybody feels that they can. And if that's the case, it does help to talk about it. So you can vent to your spouse. My wife likes to vent to me about things, but I always give her the advice that, you know, if it's something that really should be addressed, then, you know, I tell her like, you should do this. You don't do that. But you can give advice, say, you know, if if I was in this situation, this is what I would do. This is what I think would help the situation. And it's that person's responsibility to take your advice or leave it. So if they're not going to help themselves, then you can't help them. But definitely address the person in question with the issue is the number one way to deal with it. And the next best thing is to, yes, talk to somebody else, vent your frustrations, whatever. Just make sure you don't turn that anger on someone else. Make sure it's a calm conversation that you can have where you and be upfront in the beginning. You can tell them like, hey, I need your advice. If you're not looking for advice, then be upfront about that too. Be like, hey, I just need you to listen. I don't need any advice. Don't want any advice. Just this is what's going on. This is how I feel. Thank you for listening. And that can also help you avoid having resentments later or getting unwanted advice. But I'll warn you, as I've told my wife this before, like if you don't want my opinion, then maybe it's not the best idea to tell me this. Because if you keep coming with me at the same problem, eventually I'm going to want to have some input because if it's the same thing over and over and over, then something's got to get done eventually. Doing the same thing over and over is obviously not working. So just be careful if you have someone that you do vent to, but you don't actually want their advice, maybe reevaluate because eventually that person's either going to get tired of hearing the same story or they're going to give you some advice whether you want it or not. So moving back to the topic of the kids and anger and things, that is probably one of my biggest weaknesses right now and something I'm trying to work on is that when my kids do something that is disrespectful either to my my wife, myself, or one of their siblings. That's probably my biggest point of anger right now in my life. My wife and I are getting along great, don't have too many worries going on, and I took a step back from all the news and political stuff when I got sober because I figured that would be a good way to avoid getting angry and justifying drinking if I didn't pay attention to any of that crap. So my biggest 
source of frustration and anger right now is just the kids when they're misbehaving or doing something bad and not to pick on any kid in particular they all have their issues one of our kids likes to be mean to their other siblings one of them likes to just not listen we will tell them to do something or not to do something and they seem to think that the best idea is to do the exact opposite of what we said and that is almost a daily occurrence and it is frustrating as hell and that is something that I personally am working on is how I react to those situations I currently am reading a book uh, about it's uh, I think it's uh, I can't remember the name of the title right now it's but it's anger management for parents or something like that and like I said before I don't yell at my kids but sometimes I do raise my voice a bit when I really want to get my point across and I'm trying to avoid doing that as much I'd rather just have a conversation and the worst part is half the time the conversation just goes in one ear out the other and that's just part of having kids that I've learned but sometimes I just get so fed up and just mentally drained by dealing with all that and it's just with an adult you can be like hey that this thing made me mad don't do it again okay okay but with kids they're not even paying attention half the time anyway and they're just not mentally there yet to understand the consequences of their actions so it's not the same it's like talking to a brick wall they just don't get it and they have to be trained to get it and yelling at them is not an effective means of training that just makes them scared of you and they'll fear the consequence that you bestow upon them they're not gonna learn that doing the thing is bad in the first place they're just gonna be like okay well i did a bad thing and then that also gets them to get into the realm of lying and trying to cover up their mistakes and we in this house teach that the worst thing you could do is lie about something that you did so if they do something bad and they fess up the punishment is far less if anything but if they're caught lying then regardless of how little the misdeed was the punishment is drastically increased because if they're caught in a lie then it's a whole different thing so with all that said i guess what i'm trying to get out here is that you need to be able to control your anger and to direct it in a productive manner and i know i like to go to the gym to relieve some stress and i know the more angry you are the more stress you can have so there's ways to alleviate stress but talking to someone is definitely a big help and i have an episode on that about just talking to someone uh and that is really the best advice i can give on dealing with anger that has helped me immensely come back from the point where i was and now my only real source of anger is just general parenting issues and i'm working on reacting to that better as well and ways to do that is through literature even though i haven't really gotten any useful nuggets out of this book other than just maybe understanding my anger a little better and the, i guess the type of angry person that i am uh, but otherwise it hasn't really worked which is kind of funny like i was reading the book and my parents are visiting and I'm like oh what are you reading and i'm like oh and i showed them the title and they kind of chuckled and i'm like it's not working but you know maybe uh in the future it will i haven't finished the book yet i haven't found a lot of time to sit down and read lately so i get like a couple pages here and there but then something always comes up so i will keep you guys posted on if the book happens to be some kind of miracle miracle cure for my parenting woes as far as keeping my temper but yeah i think that's all i got for you today.
and um, I will put out another Dad Skills later this week. And with that, I'm John Skillman, and remember to raise your kids and not glasses. Mm-hmm.